If you're loving Creative Mind, then do us a favor and hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to so you never miss an episode. And also check out the show notes for links to our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube pages for more information and tips. Or of course, head over to academyart.edu slash creativemind. On this episode, we talk with Catherine Tate and Sasha Karellis, two highly acclaimed visual effects artists and producers about working in the VFX industry and running the Academy's one-of-a-kind Studio X, a full-service, student-staffed VFX studio and pipeline that created the VFX for Fruitvale Station, the 24th, and the international award winner, I'm No Longer Here. You can also watch this episode on our YouTube channel, where we have some great examples of the VFX we talk about, including process shots and VFX breakdowns, all done by Catherine and Sasha. And coming up on July 22nd, Sasha Karellis and Studio X host a free webinar and classroom tour of the studio. Here you will see what it's like to be part of the production team, see how producers, animators, artists, and designers all come together to create their amazing work. This event is free and open to anyone interested in the VFX industry. Just click on the link in the show notes to sign up. Now, here is our conversation with Catherine Tate and Sasha Karellis. Every movie we see, whether it is a Iron Man big blockbuster film to, you know, we're gonna talk about Fruitvale Station, mm -hmm. has visual effects and animation in it. And, and Catherine, explain, what's the difference between the two? Well, it's not black and white. Okay. But what I usually will tell people is that, do you like Avengers and Mandalorian, like the, the work in those types of, of films and television programs, that's more visual effects where you're merging computer generated elements and different live action elements together to create one environment uh, in live action movies. So and, the whole world. Right, and the whole world. And nowadays with streaming and Netflix, I mean, almost every program has visual effects. Some of them might be transparent and some of them might be more in your face, like in the Avengers films and the Marvel films. But basically, those films have animation in them. Mm -hmm but it's more in a live action environment. Yeah, because it seems like every film has this great explosion or blood splatter or- That's visual or effects. Or something going like, hey, how did they, Green how did they screen, do that? Where we key, well, some, where we key well, a, a character out and put them in a different environment. In a, in a, usually it's an environment that you can't shoot on film mm -hmm. at the time. It's something that you have to create afterwards, something supernatural, or it might be just that there was a mistake in the filming process, mm -hmm. and you might have to change the time of day. Or So it's anywhere from the mundane to the really sexy visual effects like in, in, in the Marvel films, okay. where you've got and, explosions and characters and, and that kind of thing. Okay, and we're, we're going to go through a lot of those films because the, you guys have worked on a lot of them and, and set up a lot of them, and that's through Studio X, mm -hmm. and, and Sasha, that's what I want to ask you about. You know, the animation side, the 3D animation, where we're not talking about pen and pencil animation, and then also Studio X. I mean, can you explain, you know, just to give us the quick intro, you know, three, the world of 3D animation now? We see 3D animation, you know, the most popular that, that's also here in the Bay Area is Pixar. Um, so, you know, the films that have been coming out, um, Soul and uh, just recently Luca, um, that's all 3D animation. Um, and it's, you know, so we're using, it's all computer generated, um, you know, it's still kind of fantasy, um, but there's a lot of the same sort, the same skill sets that you're learning 
in 3D animation and visual effects, we're using a lot of the same software and we're using a lot of the same skill set. And then, but it's just kind of two different ways of um, creating this imagery. Um, and so we can go from like the very high end of like what Pixar looks like, and you know, and, and there's so many people that work on it, and it's very in depth, and everybody's very. Um, uh, they're very specialized in what they do exactly. Right. There's the person that does the eyelashes, yeah, the person I mean, that does yeah, the Yeah, the feet. people that do like the, the water and the eyes and the crowds and the, you know, the, the, the people, the team that did the wave character in Moana is like a whole, you know, it's a crew of creatives and highly skilled technicians as well and computer scientists. Um, and then we have one of my favorite um, 3D animation pieces right now is um, the Bad Batch series um, coming out of Lucas. Um, and that's just an, an, a new continuation series from the Clone Wars um, and Rebels. And that's all 3D, but it's done in, it's TV, so it's done really quick and it's fast and the animation isn't perfect and the way that it's rendered. Um, it's a very, very stylized, so it doesn't look real, but there's just something really charming about the characters and all of that. So we're basically, what I love about, um, what I've always loved about animation and visual effects um, and what we do is, and in, in filmmaking in general, is that we're creating magic. Mm -hmm. You know, we're creating worlds, we're creating, um, you know, we're taking reality and and changing it for the way we want. And even with Catherine saying like, we can do you know, visual effects that are very spectacular, like the Marvel stuff or do something very mundane. I mean, we've, taken, we've just had a, a show that was shot in one place and we made it look like um, Oregon, mm -hmm. right? Like we actually, we changed the whole background mm -hmm. of the <laughs> shot to make, and like we had um, Catherine's friend shoot some trees in Oregon. And we created a whole shot that's like not even real. Like half the shot's not real. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like that's the the thing that I love about our what we do is that we're just we're just making magic all day. And I think that the thing that is really important to me is that um, the fact that we're working with filmmakers to help tell a story. Mm -hmm. No yeah. matter what way you do it, you're trying to suspend someone's disbelief. So if you're on Mars, you want the, the audience to believe you're on Mars. Right. And, and we know how to do that so that it doesn't jar the audience. They may not know what's wrong when they see a bad visual effects shot, but they know they've been pulled out of the environment, right? Right, right. So the, you know, our mission, and well, my mission as being a visual effects supervisor is making sure that we serve the story first mm -hmm. and then we let the filmmaker tell their story and that we're part of that process. Okay, yeah, because I want to go through just a key on just a couple of the films that have gone through, gone through the Academy mm -hmm. because that's that's important because amazing films are going through the Academy yes. and Studio X, and yes. that's that we can't forget that you know careers have been launched and some yeah. of the best movies in the last ten years are really coming through the Academy and all the students are getting their hands We've on them. Very very lucky at first and then we have these relationships that keep coming back to us. So we're, we're really, really proud of the level of work we bring in here. Okay. Yeah. Because that, that's, I, I mean, we, we talk about Fruitvale Station. I mean, it's a local story. Mm -hmm. um, it's a poignant story. It's launched careers of mm -hmm. the director and, and the actor in it. And, and our visual effects artists have been launched by that film. And that film, takes place on the BART station. Yes. It, 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 you don't think of it as visual effects. You know, quickly walk us through 
where the visual effects came mm -hmm. in on them, and so all of us can go, duh, of course, but how, how does it work? Well, I want to start by, you know, mentioning that Ryan Coogler, the director who also obviously is very successful now and directed Black Panther and Creed, um, at the time it was his first feature and he was pretty fresh out of USC. And um, we were contacted by the San Francisco Film Society um, because he needed some visual effects and there was no funding for it. Yeah, the, um, the whole budget is what, less than a million for the yeah, entire film? Yeah, it was film? really, really, really tight. So we met with Ryan, and the, the great thing is, is we got to meet before they shot the film. So we were involved from the very beginning. So to actually be able to bring my students on set right. and work with Ryan Coogler and his team and a full film crew. We shot um, a lot of um, BART stuff. So the, the first sequence we did was in the BART station in New Montgomery, right down the street. Mm -hmm. And we had to actually empty the BART train and, and have it come in at a certain time. And then we had to populate the BART train with people. So that was one thing. So we were actually able to be on set for that. And then we also went over to the Hayward. Um, it's a maintenance area where the BART trains are just static. They don't move. And then we actually had to put moving backgrounds, like as if they're going to San Francisco um, and back. And, and so all those moving backgrounds had to be, and all the characters had to be extracted, and then the windows you know, because they're against the windows, and everything we did was outside the windows. And then having that, you know, As you explain it, it makes the most perfect sense, because you can't go, OK, can you just run the BART for us now? No. 57 times for the next week? No, they had to pay a lot of money to, to <clears throat> actually book the BART station and, and the tube. And then we also shot at Fruitvale Station at the actual point of the, of the crime or the, the, of the incident that mm -hmm. the movie's about. Mm -hmm. um, so that was super exciting to be involved. We're not always involved on the shoot. We try to be, mm. and we've been on several, but that one was really great. So w when we were doing the shots, we were on a really tight deadline. Um, we were working pre-Sundance, like it was, you know, Sundance is in January, and we were working all the way up to the end of the year, trying to get all the film finished, and all the shots finished, and there were many, 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 many shots, and they were very difficult um, because they were shot on, um, Super 16 film, which is very grainy, and having to extract and get reflections out of the windows and put them back in. It was very challenging, and the students got skills that they, you know, they were ready to go to work. Like a lifetime of skills in a oh, week. Oh, yeah, because it was so difficult. <laughs> Nobody shoots film anymore, let alone. Oh, I had to dig into all the deepest pocket tricks that I had to get to help them get those shots done. And that's the thing about Studio X is that we, um, all of our class, Studio X classes are mentored by professionals and, and in all the different areas. And I'll let Stasha talk a little bit more about that. But um, so, you know, I think a lot of other schools might, um, you know, have projects going on, but these are very organized and we have a pipeline. Mm -hmm. So we are mirroring the industry. Right. And, and that's the probably the most important part of, of any schooling and any class you're taking mm -hmm. is how's this, how's this going to help me when I graduate? And if you're doing it the right way, and you know, Sasha, if you can talk about this, because the one question I wanted to ask you, you brought it up earlier, was, you know, you're talking about artists, you know, the you know, drawing and painting it and creating a visual thing to see, and then you have this whole world of technicians where this cannot work without it, and those technicians don't necessarily have to be artistic or not who you would think would be the standard art school student. I mean, and that's what I think mirrors our, um, uh, what we do in Studio X is that, you know, we have people, like in all the steps of the pipeline, there's really technical things that we have to work on, like, 
you know, there's, we actually have to create 3D models of, you know, the big vehicles or the, we did this um, music video with this big kaiju <laughs> that was like <laughs> insane. And um, one of our faculty members, um, Tarek, he actually designed it and it's like so cool. And then we had to like sculpt it, make it in 3D. Um, and there's an artistic standpoint to that, but then to actually rig it so that it's a puppet so it moves, while it's still artistic, it's very technical. And so like there's a lot of students that, that their minds work that way. And so they're using the technology and being very technical, but still doing art. Um, and then animation is like, it kind of goes both ways. Like I, I think we see a lot of, um, and even visual effects where we see a lot of students that they're, they're very good at doing, like they have a great eye and they, they really make beautiful animation or composition or beautiful comps. And then we have the students that are very highly competent technically to like know how to tweak stuff so it makes it look real. Like Catherine was saying, like we don't want to get pulled out of the sh the shots or the sequence and think that you know oh that's you know I, that's not believable. And so like it it does take that, and that's what I, that's why I love our program and I love our school is because we're teaching the students all of these different things, and then they're moving to where they feel the most comfortable. Um, and then we have, you know, we have some students um, that have come through too that are like programmers and script writer, like scripting, like mm -hmm. computer scripting, that have built tools for us to do, pull off some of the stuff that we've done. Right, because I mean, this is there is cutting edge is kind of a a strange thing to say because you it really is cutting edge. You're home brewing yeah. absolutely everything you're working on. No, yeah. you can't go off the shelf and just. No. Give me that program that does the thing because well, I'm ready to go and now. And that's that's the, I think the core of our industry has always been this. Mm -hmm. um, I mean that's why you, we have the Ed Catmulls who you know runs Pixar and Disney. While he is he's a computer scientist, you know he was working on the the early Pixar films. Um, but to get him to look that way, um, we see James Cameron and that guy. I mean his films are very cutting edge because we're always trying to one-up ourselves sure. with every every show that we're doing. We always want to be like, okay, we learned from that. Let's The next one's going to be better. And James Cameron has the mind where he's building new equipment. Yeah, he's and a, he's new, a scientist at this point. Yeah, I mean, not he a, builds like filmmaker. all new technology. Right. And then and then we, you know, we're learning it and we get the benefit of it. Um, and then we're actually even coming up with our own sometimes to solve creative problems so that we have this a really beautiful image. I actually, um, to, to kind of add on to that, I feel like Sasha and I are both left brain, right brain people, even though she's the producer who's, who's traditionally left brained. I think that's right. <laughs> and I'm the artist who's traditionally you know, right brained. Visual effects, you're really both. And there are people who are, it's, I call it a spectrum. Like, like, I feel like I'm kind of on the creative spectrum a little more, but I still have the practical sort of like, this is what, what we need to do to get okay. this done on time. And, and this is the way we're going to do it to do it really efficiently. I've got magic, but I have $7. Right. Right. How's right. that going to work? Right. <laughs> um, and so I think that that's what makes visual effects and animation so exciting because you have diff then you have other people who are, you know, they're in the very beginning of the of when, of post production where they start like coming up. It's like if you're going to do an energy beam in space, right? That's very complex and ha you know that's physics, right? So that's science. Mm -hmm. So you have to figure out what the physics of the particles are doing in right. order to make it 
artistic and creative. So that's that's an example of somebody you know that that might be ahead of time coming up with, you know, they're using math and programming to, to make things move mm -hmm. and change the way they where they in the lifetime and all this stuff. That's so so it's you know I'd say both of us are both. I I don't mean to speak for you, but I she's a creative person too, and and I think that we use both those sides of ourselves uh, every day. Hey, just want to take a quick break to let you know that coming up on July 22nd, Sasha Karelis and Studio X are hosting a free webinar and classroom tour. Here you'll see what it's like to be part of the production team and see how producers, animators, artists, and designers come together to create their amazing work. The event is free and open to anyone interested in the VFX industry. You don't have to be a student of the Academy at all. Just click on the link in the show notes to sign up. And while you're there, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Creative Mind. All right, so now we are coming back and we're going to get deeper into that whole left brain, right brain argument conversation. And Sasha's <laughs> going to give us some examples of some of the projects you're working on right now that really showcase how the arts meet the technical into this great idea. What are some of the yeah. big projects you're working on? Um, we're actually working on this uh, short film um, that is with a thesis uh, graduate at um, DePaul University in Chicago. And um, it's called Mass Teleportation Authority. And it's exactly what Catherine is talking about, where we have to kind of get into the science of things, because there's a whole sequence of the main character going through this teleportation device and going through the, what we call the void, and we call it the void sequence. And it's basically her just emoting on green screen, you know, like, oh. <laughs> How and, hard can I <laughs> yeah. and she's like, you know, confused and stuff. And so, and, and we have to figure out with the director, we have to figure out what does this void teleportation inside of a teleportation device look like? You can't shoot that. We can't shoot it. <laughs> and so we've gone, we've actually spent more time on design. So like this first part of it, of just designing it and figuring out what it looks like. So that one, it doesn't look like just like 2001. Like we're using all those things as references, but we have to create something new and different. And that's the thing about making films is that we're constantly, you know, we can't just like recycle everything. Um, so we have like some streaks going on. We you know we had to. We have some like rocks and minerals that kind of go through, and then we have all this lighting effects that go through. And it took us a long time to get there, and it took a lot of artists and a lot of design time to mm -hmm. to do that, and a lot of technical work to make that look right as well as if she really does look like she's in this void thing, and then. It's very colorful, and then we put her in, and then we actually have to put all of that lighting on her, so she actually looks like she's in there and not just on a green screen. Right, because I mean that's the common thing that's been around. I mean, since video cameras, right? You know, even before that, we had process shots and right. cutting at that. But you know, green screen was the, the the savior of everything. Shoot it on green, make it even, and put somebody it, yeah. else put will some figure it out. In. Yeah, and that's still the yeah. case today. But there, like you're saying, how has that changed in the world of doing it right? I think I'd uh, exactly. I think I'd also like to mention another project we're working on, where we're doing a swarm of butterflies or flock of butterflies. And you think, oh, it's butterflies. It's pretty easy peasy. You put them in, and but it's actually 
each one has to have their own path. And so that's oh very gosh. technical, the physics of doing a, a, a flock of butterflies. You know, some of them go in front of, of the character, some of them go behind. And, you know, it's, it's just, there's, and there's so many people involved in that pipeline. Somebody, you know, you might have a dynamics person who's doing a simulation, an automated simulation, which requires physics mm -hmm. to make everything go in the right place. You might have a hero butterfly that needs a hand animator, somebody to animate it by hand. So that, that's the one we're going to really focus yeah, on. With this is the butterfly, the rest is copy, right. paste, copy, paste. Right, and then that's going into a live way. action background plate mm. with, with a character in there that's interacting and maybe the, the, the butterflies have to, she might have to follow an eyeline. The butterfly might have to follow her eyeline. So it's, it's, yeah, I think the number one thing that we get from new clients who've never worked with visual effects and new students that are just learning is it's way more complicated. <laughs> and it, it takes an army than one would think. And that's a big surprise to a lot of people, especially filmmakers who just think, oh, just throw them in there, you know. Right. I, no I have problem. a butterfly thing on my phone. I can do that, right? I have that button in my right. Instagram filter. Right. I can put bunny ears on my face, on my head, and yeah. you know, it's no problem. But yeah. no, it, to do it on a level that suspends, suspends disbelief on a big screen, mm -hmm. um, it takes an army. And, and I think us, we in Studio X, want to, to mirror the industry in the way they do it. And that's why we do things the way we do. And the great thing also is that Sasha and I are working on real shows and we're keeping our skills sharp. I was going to say, yeah, you, so your IMDb credits are, are are humbling to the rest of us here standing around going, I hope I don't say anything stupid. She Aww. ruins my name forever because it's like, you know, when you, when you well, you've worked on things I'm like. I'm just really old. <laughs> well, but things like Minority Part, Planet of the Apes, Star Wars Episode 1 and 2, yeah. you're kind of. Uh, Funny, like, my proudest hmm. moments are as a visual effects supervisor working here in Studio X on the films with our film. I mean, those are the. The you know, Beast of Southern Wild, Fruitvale Station, mm. that for me is what I'm most proud of um, because I had more of a hand in it. And also I was able to, you know, have a crew and, and, and help them learn. And it's, it's an incredibly rewarding position that I have. Um, I also run the department, but in t I, I would, if I couldn't be in the trenches like that and working with students, and I think that's kind of an academy thing where we really are connected with our students. Um, and we're really in the trenches with them, like helping them get better as if we're on the job mm -hmm. and we're training them on the job. And, and that's, I know for the student experience, that's mm -hmm. the most important thing is, yeah. you know, I, I'm coming here and from day one, you're pretty much working and you're throwing them in the pipeline. We're gonna talk about the pipelines more, mm -hmm. talk about our lab. Mm -hmm. um, explain this pipeline, because this is this big foreboding thing mm -hmm. that, you know, really needs, you know, a breakdown so, you know, people, understand what goes into doing yeah. this as a career? Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, is that when people, um, you know, uh, think about animation, they're just literally thinking about the characters moving um, or visual effects. And most people are like, oh, yeah, it's big explosions or, you know, big storms and big waves and stuff like that. But it's there's so much more to it. Um, and that's where I think when people start to come in, they're like, oh, there's all these different aspects of what we do. You know, first it's actually like designing everything mm -hmm. and coming up with what the looks are mm -hmm. um, and figuring out what that's all going to be and doing all that, that research, science and, phys and physics research first. Um, I mean, the, the paper that was written for Inception is from the the physics department that they worked with is insane mm -hmm. like right. they, because they had to figure that out 
Um, and so we, we do similar things. Um, and, then, and then we actually have to make all the assets. And then we have to make them look a certain way. And then we have to animate them to move them in a certain way. And then we need to comp them into, this, into the image so that it looks believable. Right, that's the thing you keep saying. Is that, yeah. un, what is it, the uncanny valley idea where, oh, yeah. Yeah. where you're constantly going, you know, you, the last thing you want somebody to say when they watch me was like, yeah, the effects looked pretty good. Yeah, I don't want them it's to like, say that. It's like, oh, that was kind of a left-handed slap in the face. Thanks We're a lot. We're happy when people don't even realize there yeah. are visual effects. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the films we work on are like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got, talk very briefly. I mean, we've got some of those. I mean, they're art films. I mean, you have I Am No Longer Here. Mm -hmm. is a, that's an art film that you don't think about as, yeah. as I mean, that's having a, and, visual effects. And we did a lot of visual effects. But the thing is, is like with that film, where it's not like an Avengers thing, the visual effects that we did are absolutely pivotal from the story standpoint. Mm. Um, where, you know, he's in a, he, ha the main character happens to be involved or sh come upon a drive-by shooting. And that's, his whole life changes at that moment. And so we actually had to do like all the blood splatter and all of that. It's pretty horrifying, but, and we had to make it look real. and. Um, and that's that's not easy. Like sure. you, you know, you can't just throw a whole bunch of blood in and this and that. Right. But it has to have you know, it has to have physics as well. Um, and so like that's an important that even though it's like not you wouldn't think of it as a visual effects. It's the most one of the most important shots in the whole film. Yeah, and people don't know. People don't know that they're not really getting shot, but at that moment they don't. Yeah. Because they. You want that gap? Oh my god. Because yeah. they're just in the story. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's and that's what Catherine means. Like we we judge everything by is it pulling you out or not, you know. And like we're always like, is it pulling me out is, or am I still in it? Mm. Um, and that's how we judge. And that's why everything needs to look that seamless. And that's why Catherine is so great at her job because she had to work on these big films and she was in the saber department, which was the ones that did that. And so all the even though we're working on student projects, we're putting out that level. Um, that we're not just doing effects and throwing it out and being like, yeah, I just put the thing together. Like, it's going through that Lucas VFX level of the students' work so that it looks like that. And that's so, why we. So these effects supervisors and the people they're talking to are going, I know what you did now. I can see where the work was yeah, done that yeah. no one else can. This and is, you can, this yeah, is your and that's the card. thing. And like, you, you'll see, like, through the breakdowns, the pipeline. I mean, that's the thing. That's why we do the breakdowns and um, in the demo reels, like so that you can see all of the pieces of how it makes the image. And I mean, you can go on YouTube and do VFX breakdowns and watch those for days. And then yeah. you're basically looking, seeing what the magic is. Like, how did you get to that image and what all the things that went into it? When you start to pull everything apart, there's all of these different jobs. And that's why when you go to see these movies, you know, the I think the final um, end game. I think the credits were long as yeah, the movie. Yeah, tw 20 minutes long of <laughs> VFX, VFX, just scroll, like, I think there's somebody in there. I yeah, know. I mean, so that's the thing. Like, it, like Catherine says, it takes an army. It takes, it takes a metropolis, as I like to say, too. It's not a village anymore. Yeah. Um, and nice that's homage to the movie. Metropolis. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> is, that's why we love what we're doing, is because it, this is not filmmaking, VFX making, animation, it's not a, a individual art form. It is a social art form, and it requires 
teamwork and collaboration and understanding and passion problem solving and passion um, and just really like going for it and digging. And that's really what we're, what we're doing in our program. And so basically how it works in our, in our programs, even if you're coming in as a, a BA, you know, undergrad or grad, is that the first part of your program is that you're learning the skills. You're learning the software, you're learning the basics, you're kind of seeing what you like, where are you gravitating towards. Mm -hmm. And then once you've got a, a couple of years of that or however, you know, like first part of your MFA, then you go right into the Studio X program. So then you can start applying it. Mm. And that's when, that's when it happens. And that's what we think is special about our program because, you know, I found when I first started here like 15 years ago, that, that people were not finishing work. First of all, they, they would get frustrated because they couldn't solve the problem, and they would give up and try something else. And, or they didn't have a film crew who could shoot quality footage for them. You know, like, you know film crews have dollies and jibs, and, 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 and they have they, They've got their own crew they They need, have yeah. directors and, and DPs, directors of photography. I mean, they have people who are masters of the craft. So we're able to get that part done before and that gets brought to the students so they can focus on their craft. And, and, so, and then we make, we make them finish it. We yeah. make them take it to the finish line. <laughs> I mean, you could say that a shot is never finished. Yeah, yeah, no, but, no but, film's know, finished, it's just abandoned. Yeah, yeah. and um, so that to us is so exciting and, that it, and it still kind of is unbelievable to, unbelievable to me that we actually get any work done because you know, we're dealing with revolving crews for you know, classes that, you know, people graduate, and uh, we're dealing with you know variable schedules. Mm -hmm. and International crews too. A lot of these films are are, are not based in the no, U.S. No, no, but, but well, luckily Sasha is has you know she made a film a remote a film remotely with people all over the world, so she came in with that that experience, which has really helped us be able to deal, especially going into the pandemic, because mm -hmm. we felt like we could just with her experience with filmmaking. Um, and my desire to stay current and to, to, to push the envelope, we felt like we transitioned into the pandemic like pretty seamlessly uh, because we were ready to do it and we were wanting to do it. Well, I mean, yeah. that's a good place to take a break because you know when we come back, I want to get deep into our lab. Mm -hmm. I want to get deep into how the pandemic was just you know, another day at the office for most people when you're working on a computer and working remotely and being able to do all this. Um, so when we come back, we'll break that down how students can come in with a Chromebook and be creating you know, what rivals multi-million dollar films. So stick with us and we will come back and talk more with Sasha and Catherine. Hey, just wanna take a quick break to let you know that coming up on July 22nd, Sasha Karelis and Studio X are hosting a free webinar and classroom tour. Here you'll see what it's like to be part of the production team and see how producers, animators, artists, and designers come together to create their amazing work. The event is free and open to anyone interested in the VFX industry. You don't have to be a student of the Academy at all. Just click on the link in the show notes to sign up. And while you're there, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode of Creative Mind. All right, so we are back and we're gonna get deeper into the concept of our lab here at the Academy and how the actual work begins. And Sasha and Catherine are gonna give us some more in-depth walkthrough on what it means to actually be a working visual effects 
and 3D Animator. And, and you were telling me, and some of the students have also said this, that this is real life. This is not a school version of it. This is a close to real life as it can be. Can you explain that for us? Um, yeah, so one of the things with Studio X that I, lo that I love and what, what really um, is the backbone that Catherine and I have created is that, you know, once the students, like I said earlier, um, that they get their skill set, um, even if they're just coming through some of their first, you know, level ones and level twos, we want them to get involved in Studio X right away. The sooner the better. Um, even if they're still working on their skills because we have multiple levels of, t of complex work. Mm -hmm. And so even if someone's coming in kind of as a junior, um, they start getting into the pipeline and kind of getting their legs. You know, they're getting kind of pre-trained. And then we are, are more students that have been around more um, for longer semesters they all are kind of helping each other kind of move each other up and into the into into the ranks basically so you've got mentorships already beginning oh already beginning and that's the, that's the thing too with studio x is that um, they with that they create their own very own professional networks wow. here and so there are studio vfx studios and animation studios in la and around the world that it's literally studio x people and they know each other and like they'll if they've heard if they're now higher up in the hierarchy in a studio and they see they've been here with us and they've done the studio x they they'll hire them because they know we we've, we've trained them you're already three steps ahead they're ready to always rock. and and that's the that's the beauty of it is that they're they're really creating that and and we're getting to the point too with recruiting is that um, uh, many of these studios know us now and know Catherine and know myself and know um, the other instructors in Studio X, and they're calling us before pre-graduation. Oh wow! You know, even in the d before December because they 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 actually a lot of the shows come online in January, mm -hmm. so they pre-hire in December, and so they'll be like, "Who's graduating? We'll take them all." Um, and so that's that's the exciting part of it, and I think. You know, we're seeing that with the streaming services, there's just so much content being created, and um, the, and us as consumers, we're hungry for content and we're hungry for good stories, and that's where um, that's why this industry is like really booming and exploding because that you know there's a need to needs to get filled. And I think we're taking the students further than a lot of schools because we're actually getting them ready for work right away so they can go into a studio they can start working on shots right away mm. they're productive and they're paying their way right there's that you know transition period that a lot of people have to go through when they get into the job well we we try to go further than that so that so that we're, we're it's like they're in an internship there's and not six months of fumbling around no, trying to no. figure it out and they tell us we ask them we keep in touch with them and they say you know it really wasn't that different. It was, in some ways, I was working head to head with senior people because I knew the pipeline. Yeah. Whereas if you're working alone on your own work, it's not yeah. mirroring the industry and you go in and you really don't know how to work in a pipeline. And, and COVID was not a, a, a hindrance to this really because you know, you know, the school is famous for having a great international way of looking at things where a lot of students come from overseas and, and projects from overseas. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, how did, or did COVID change anything or what were you guys doing that made 
COVID, just be like, yeah, whatever. It's just back to work. We're fine. Well, I feel that uh, that with bringing Sasha on board and her experience with remote filmmaking, um, she was doing that stuff, the kind of stuff we're doing now, even before COVID. So we were having students on Zoom, mm. and they were in other countries or other states, but they were still participating in our pipeline. Mm. Um, you know, we could have dailies because we use a web-based software called ShotGrid that allows anyone from all over the world to, to be in the same, basically, screening room, mm -hmm. right? And so that is another thing. And then um, our, our lab, uh, you know, when COVID hit and we all just ended up, like, basically vacating the school, like, immediately, mm -hmm. um, we knew that we had to shift right away to survive and to be able to be as operational because we had films in production. We actually never, ever had any kind of hiccup in, in the work coming oh, in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we have more work coming in than ever for the for Studio X from mm -hmm. outside and internally. Mm -hmm. So um, we decided, and I think um, there's another, uh, one of our other Studio X uh, mentors, Derek Flood, who's also um, our technology lead. He, he, you know, he, Sasha, and, and I, and Becky Johnson, our operations uh, manager, we basically decided to pivot right away and like figure out a way to work remotely. And, and what? And explain for people who don't really understand what well, this is. Well, we had what, to bring our physical. What is it? Yeah, we had to bring our physical lab mm -hmm. that's here, yeah, okay. and, and to the people in their homes. Okay, so the room Just, full of computers, the room yeah, full of servers. Yeah, with all the software, the high-end. We use high-end, expensive software. We need lots of processing power. We have a, a render farm which allows people to render on multiple machines. Something that might take two weeks to render sure. takes two hours. Okay. So all those things we had on campus, we had to, to have the exact same service given to the students no matter where they were in the world. Okay, so they could take their computer yeah. at a cafe in Rome right. or Korea or somewhere and just and seamlessly the, go back to work. And the fact is that there's a lot of security issues that are involved with mm, that, that sure. a lot of studios weren't doing that before. But everybody had to. So we you know, spoke to industry professionals to find out what they were using to access those computers in, in, in a studio like Pixar or mm -hmm. ILM or, or um, MPC or whatever. And um, we ended up getting a software called Teradici, which allows students to log into our lab, okay. our, our lab, <laughs> our, our lab. Our, our, our lab, <laughs> got it. Yeah, and get all the power, all the software, um, as if they're sitting in a lab, but they're at home. Which or is they're in much, a cafe, or they're in, yeah. And that's industry standard, it is. really. Yeah, and, you, and think of it this way, as like your laptop can be a Chromebook. You need it, all you need is an internet access, um, and it, it's basically your laptop in front of you becomes a portal. Like mm -hmm. a window. Into yeah. your actual, the desktop here. So you're actually, even though you're working here, your work is actually being done on the computer here. I mean, we recommend that you have a monitor, you know, and you can get a monitor pretty cheap, <laughs> sure. but you know, that you have a, you know, something you can really look at stuff with, but you know, there, you don't have to buy a computer when you're here at the yeah. school. And, and you don't have to rebuy a computer when your computer gets outdated, because we mm. update all of our computers every semester pretty mm. much, so. It levels yeah. the playing field, yes. um, what Catherine usually says is that, because then, you know, students from any country, um, any socioeconomic background, if they've got this basic um, tool, if they're online, 
if they're on site, if they're virtual, if they're like a hybrid, they get, everybody gets the same level of um, equipment um, no matter where you mm -hmm. are or who you are or what, um, you know, how you're actually doing your yeah. school. And that's to me, that where I, f is feel, I feel like that's the, that's the, what differentiates yeah, It's a game changer and we, we basically are plowing forward, you know, pandemic or not, um, this is our new normal. Hmm. Because what, what is amazing about it is that every student has the same opportunity and the same resources no matter if they're fully online or on site mm. or virtual, you know, via Zoom, they all have the same chance, the same resources to create work on a professional level. And that, and the work that it's done, I mean, again, we've we've all seen it. When we throw, you look at the names, it's like this seems like you, you've bridged the gap between school and professional. And it we expect the work to be better going forward because, like I said, you know, not. Most online students don't have a powerful computer like the ones we have in our labs, sure. yeah. and they don't have access to all the different high-end software. Mm -hmm. So, to, to us, uh, it makes me—it's—I'm kind of amazed how we ever operated before this, <laughs> you know? Because it's—it's—and it's sad that it had, took a, a global pandemic to to change, you know. To but we were ready for it, mm -hmm. and we pivoted, and we pivoted fast, mm -hmm. and um, and we got through the year with. You know, with very little downtime in terms of resources to the student because of the pandemic, yeah. purely because of the pandemic. And so I, I feel super proud of our team. It, you know, we we are an ensemble team in our department. Um, we have lots of key people that that um, work, and we're all team players, and we're all very passionate about being on the cutting edge. And and mm. and, and really, the most important thing for us is to see our students succeed. So that to us is why we're all here. Yeah. And this, our lab gives everybody the same chance to succeed. Which is great. I mean, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, you know, when you're doing international films yeah. and, and you're talking about socioeconomic levels and where people are from, it's like, it is a story that you're telling. So if you have somebody from China, Korea, Japan, mm -hmm. and you know, maybe English is not their first language, they can come here and they're jumping right in, correct? There's, yeah, no, I mean, we there's have, no barrier to that. I love coming to work every day, coming to Studio X, and we probably have the most diverse group of people working on films of any studio in the world. Mm. I mean, we have such a, a variety of people from different places, and it's, it's such a pleasure for, because they bring so much of their culture and their, um, and it's beautiful to see people working together that they normally wouldn't work with. Sure. And actually, or to see people who would have withered up if they were working by themselves, to see them blossom and become leaders in this environment. And, that's and, amazing to and me. And I think that's the thing we always forget. I mean, when you work in an international environment, if you're lucky enough to work overseas, you, it takes you about a week to realize, oh, wait a second, there's movies in other countries. There's content in other we countries. We work on international films. Like we, we go There's after There's a career them. in other yeah. places. It's yeah. not just, you don't just have to go to Hollywood, I which think is we great, take a but you can work anywhere approach. in the world. Just, yeah. I think we take a globalized approach to the industry because the industry is globalized. And, and um, we, we love the diversity of projects that we work on and the diversity of people that work in, on them and, and the fact that, that everybody's got the same chance to succeed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. With that, you know, how can students, well, actually, let me, I want to ask you a couple of things because I want to talk about the, the current projects, mm. and I'll, I'll fix that segue in the edit. 
So coming up, what are some of the projects that you're working on? What are some of the, the projects you're working on right now? Um, right now, we actually, for the summer semester, we actually just got uh, a whole bunch of shots on a feature film from a brand new director, again, um, named uh, Matthew Gentile. From AFI. And he's from AFI. Okay. Um, it's his first feature. He wrote it. It's called American Murder. And um, it's a true story about um, this very kind of, you know, California surfer boy um, who actually, like, did this big heist and actually murdered somebody and then has disappeared. And, uh, and he still hasn't been found. And he still oh, hasn't wow. been found. Oh, fun. And so that's kind of like a kind of, uh, this like where he got there and then the FBI agent who's been chasing him and, and the FBI agent is um, played by uh, Ryan Philippe. And so that's really cool because we're doing it very quickly because they're going to be going out into the festivals really fast. So we're doing with our summer crew right now, um, we're just doing like a, everyone's on board and we're just getting through them as quickly as we can. Um, and we've been working very closely with their editor, um, who is also, he works on um, big films. He's also from AFI, and he works on big films and, uh, as an assistant editor in, in Hollywood. Um, and so we're really excited about that, because that just means we've got another feature. We did, we did Strawberry Mansion last summer, mm -hmm. um, was, uh, was our other feature, so we've got that in. Um, we also have this really cool homegrown film um, called Aurora uh, with our one of our uh, MFA students, um, and she basically it's an it's a 3D animated um, film about um, a woman who is uh, in in a like a Arctic scenario and and they're doing like scientific things, and um, but we're creating it all in Unreal Engine which is really the thing that's kind of changing the way, you know, that's a gaming engine and the filmmaking engine, and they're, they're coming together. And <laughs> those, really, those lines of video games and movies it's are, a, are it's a, it's so blurred yeah, at this it's point. An, it's, an, it's like this is going to be in a big explosion in terms of the way that we're making content because it's so fast. It's a real-time render. And again, that's where the industry is definitely right. at And that's where it's right going. Yeah. And, um, and we just, there's a company here in, in town that we just had some recent grads go start to work with them, and they're doing really cutting edge with Unreal. And so we're collaborating with the game department. And um, we are, you know, th so this is going to be like a totally fresh thing. And like, and all hands are on deck. Oh, wow. um, so we're, we're actually like doing, you know, there's m multiple classes that are working on that. Um, and then we also are doing this really cool um, short film called Rat King. Okay. It's with, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, um, you know, uh, steampunk, but kind of like HP Lovecraft kind of thing. Oh wow! Um, so it takes place in World War One, um, and basically, it's uh, the Nick Walker is the director, and he's a big muckety muck artist at Lucas, and so he built this big mechanical puppet of this rat. Uh, well, it's like a metal spider. spider. Yeah, okay. metal spider okay. thing. Steam steampunk monster. Yeah, with gears and, and it's cool. And so he's like oh, yeah, wow. and so and he's. He's a, you know, he was mentored by um, Phil Tippett, and so Phil was actually, um, Ka um, Catherine, he's, he's a big fan of Catherine, Phil Tippett. Um, he just... I hope that's true. It's totally true. <laughs> if he's scowling for a long time at you, he's a big fan we of worked yours. with him on well, his own And then project. as soon as she walks in the room, he, like, lights up. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he puts down he puts down the Oscar and Mad God and just goes. Oh, don't to, don't publish that. <laughs> He's gonna be like, who's Catherine? Who? No, he doesn't. Get out of my studio, lady. Um, so that is so that basically that's being done. Um, we're comping that, and uh, and the producer is one of our alums, um, Andy Wood, mm -hmm. and he works down at Disney now. Um, and that's actually going to be really cool because it's just it's it's very dark and it's a little spooky. But the fact that we get to have like this mech um, puppet and we're putting it into a live action plate and we're doing all the things. We do it's lots of different I mean, types is, of things, yeah. which is so fun for us. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It's going to be super cool. And then the other one is we're working with the Chinese Historical Society. Mm -hmm. um, we're doing this with David Goodwine and Games. Um, and we are, our department is, we're creating the 3D model of Bruce Lee. Mm -hmm. um, very, you know, yeah, this is very a massive much project like him. That's going yeah, on. and it's going through the family. So Shannon Lee has been looking at our work. Um, so we're in the modeling phase, we're working on the hair. Um, and then we're going to rig him and we'll be doing some animation. And then the game department will be putting it into um, an interactive um, program. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be really cool. In Chinatown. Yeah. yeah. So you have name dropped everything that will appeal to everyone. I, can't, I mean, I want to sign up and I'm, I'm I, seriously. It, <laughs> we it's, have so, a lot of fun. We they, have, yeah. and our students have a lot of fun. And we're just, we, we just love what we do. So. And more importantly, I mean, this is the stuff that is, this is what people are going to be doing for mm -hmm. the next mm -hmm. 20, 30 years. I mean, yeah. the content But everything has we do tends, is, is indie, you know, low budget indie, but we still get an amazing, uh, we get access to up and coming filmmakers. The mm -hmm. stu you know, um, Sasha was mentioning that about the editor of American Murder and the director. Well, they come to class and they interact uh -huh. with the students. You know, I tell them they may not get this when they go in the studios. They may not get to meet the director. Right. And, you know, I mean, this is really like special times for them, you know, that they get to be right in there and, and they get to ask questions. And we try to create a safe environment for them where they feel that they can make mistakes mm -hmm. and then get back up and, and they're not, you know, they don't, they're not going to get fired. They're not going right. to, we're just going to. And and so that is also nice that it's a nurturing environment and it's and we want people to succeed. Yeah, because it's kind of a journeyman freelance yeah. role yeah. once you once you're on your own. Yeah, it can be a little. You need that network, that support to really yeah. feel you know safe and protected and yeah. to do the best work. And we try to be nice and you know and, and try we try to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like I have to rein in the class sometimes because we'll. You know, we'll start. You going. mean you have to rein me in? <laughs> I gotta rein Catherine. No, but I think it, what's what's interesting <laughs> about it is that even even online, the thing with Studiox again, like it's it's such an art form. So we, you know, you're not able to like disappear mm. or slip away because um, as soon as we kind of see that, we're like, hey, you know, come back, come back to us, um, and get them back involved. And so we're we're constantly circling people through and. The stuff yeah. that we, we've seen with some students that were, you know, because as artists, every artist will know this and, and incoming students will know this, is that, you know, we're introverted and shy. <laughs> um, I know it doesn't look like it this, but this, you know, we, this has taken a lot of work for us yeah. to get into this place. But um, we know, we understand that we're, we're un introverted, shy and awkward. Yeah. And, you know, and they're coming in that way too, but we get that. And so, you know, we can all just be, awkward together and have a good time, you know, and that's, that's what makes it fun. Right? And also that, that, you know, I hate to say the word force, but, but 
you have to engage. And you have to socialize. You need to push. Yeah. The and best teacher learn, pushes you to And you have to, to learn how are. to work with others. Yeah. And to play nice with others and to mm. be a team player. And, and nobody teaches you that unless you're in that situation. Yeah. And school tends to be a, a vacuum experience, and we really don't want it to be that right. way because it's not serving the students. So, yeah. you know, people that normally would be sitting in the back of the classroom and not saying a word, they, there's no way they have, and the socialization is part of the education. Right. Yeah. Well, how did, so if you want to come to the school, you know, coming to the school is easy. You can apply. You know, you know, there's open houses. You also have a couple of events that are rolling throughout the year. Tell me about those. Do you have the pre-college experience? We have a pre-college program that's free. Okay. And I think you're going to be putting that information up for people to see. Uh, we have all sorts of classes, not just in our department, but all over the school. Um, where you can take free classes in the summer or on Saturdays in the, um, and they're also online classes. And that that's for high school students? High school students okay. only. Okay. And um, that they get to basically come in and it's, it's a low pressure learning environment. It's fun. And they get to come in and get a little taste of a craft. Uh, you know, we have several classes. We have uh, 3D modeling and character modeling classes. We have visual effects classes. We have um, animation classes in our department. Uh, we have VFX editing class. Oh, wow. Because I think we're also now, at, the generations have, have, have changed enough that now we can say, like, now my generation go, yeah, there is a living yeah. to be made in video games and, and movies and, and yeah. cartoons. That's, that's a real living where yeah. my parents were like, what are you talking about? Well, when about? I learned about the pre-college program, I said, this is too good to be true. How come, how, <laughs> how can this be free and how can this, these students get? But, but, the, but, you know, obviously we want people to come to the school, but there's no obligation. And, and the thing is, is that oh, wow. if this is something that Elisa and her father, like initially, they feel very strongly about um, giving this to, to high school students and letting them experience our school before they come and, and oh, deciding great. whether, and, and, and you have masters teaching these classes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Um, you know, to wrap it up, where can we find the, where are the best places to really see the work that you're doing besides Netflix and Amazon Prime and Disney Plus <laughs> and every streaming service and just going, oh, look at all that stuff. Where can we actually go and see some of the stuff directly with you? Um, well, one thing is uh, in the, later this month in July, um, we're going to be doing an Inside Studio X. We do this every semester um, where um, people can come on Zoom I talk about Studio anybody. X. Yeah, anybody. Public. Um, and I basically just kind of talk more about the program and show uh, the demo reels and kind of the oh, behind wow. the scenes. And then um, we'll actually step into a Studio X class um, so that um, people can actually see what it's like. And we're now we're on uh, we're online, so that actually makes it more easy. So everyone can come and look and see how we're how we're looking at dailies and what kind of notes we're looking at and actually seeing the shows that we're working on. Um, so that's going to be on July 22nd. And then um, the, the most frequent of what we're doing is our Instagram. Um, we are constantly on it and we're posting and talking about all the events that are coming up and all the new things and, and things that our alum are working on um, or have just finished or, you know, the stuff that we're working on in Studio X as well. Um, and that's, that's the best um, right now. And then we have our Vimeo channel with um, all of our demo reels and the behind the scenes and our panel events um, that we've been talking to a lot of people in the industry. Um, over the last year, and that's been just really great. A lot of people from, uh, you know, our alum uh, groups too that have been doing amazing mm -hmm. things yeah, in the industry. Yeah. All right, 
Catherine, Tate, Sasha Corrales, you ladies are wonderful. And again, this could not be any more impressive because this makes everybody want to just go, okay, yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's go jump in and learn how to make the next big mechanical furry monster I thing. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we love what we do. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank All right. you. And there you go. So for anything you need to know about animation and visual effects, this is where you're gonna come and we've got all the links and all the show notes and thank you for watching. So there you have it, a great look into the world of VFX, the VFX pipeline and how working at Studio X gets you ready for your first, second and third job in the industry. And don't forget, coming up on July 22nd, Sasha Corellis and Studio X are hosting a free webinar and classroom tour. Here you will see what it's like to be part of the production team and how producers, animators, artists, and designers come together to create their amazing work. This event is free and open to anyone interested in the VFX industry. Just click on the link in the show notes to sign up. And while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode of Creative Mind. I'm Bobby Brill. Thanks for listening.